Hello, and welcome to Sovereign Audio Magazine. I am Nicole George, the founder of Sovereign, and I'm so happy you are here. With Sovereign Audio Magazine, you can listen to the most incredible stories from women all around the globe, anywhere, anytime, and at your leisure. This audio magazine is structured in a way so that you may listen to it all at once or skip to the article you left off on using the timestamps in the notes. In this issue, each woman has written her story and aligned it with the new moon energy of December, which asks you to look at the bigger picture. First, I will provide you with my reflections about what looking at the bigger picture means to me and how it has shown up in my life. Then our amazing audio magazine narrator, Ailea Ngaza, will take over narrating the rest of the magazine for you. First, you will hear our gorgeous front cover from Australia, Anne-Marie Sophia Gaia, share her riveting journey of remembering a time in her life where she often numbed herself with pharmaceuticals in order to get through life. Our in-house global expert on Akashic Records and energy healing, Patty Oliver, shares how clearing karma in your Akashic Record can enhance your manifesting. Kelly Sattel, our gorgeous front cover from our September issue, tells you how she is the beast. And yes, that is what the title is. Keep listening to learn exactly what she means. Gretchen Pfeiffer from Belgium shares how her experiences with embracing her inner child helped propel her into her healing journey. Your personal moon mentor, Miranda Murphy-Gall, guides you through the upcoming energies of the full and new moons of December, which have you reflecting upon your blind spots. Also, in our Cyclical Living article by Miranda, you receive a beautiful New Year's ritual you do not want to miss. Last but certainly not least, Eileen Gaza will share with you how to resonate with the energies of winter. So sit back and relax however that feels good to you and enjoy your sovereign experience. We need to mention a few disclaimers before proceeding. Please note our magazine is never a substitute for any professional guidance, including but not limited to medical, psychosocial, legal, and financial advice. Please always seek guidance from a certified professional. Welcome to December. For those discovering Sovereign Audio Magazine for the first time, we offer you a hearty welcome to our December issue. To our cherished regular readers, welcome back to another journey together through the pages of inspiration and women's shared wisdom. The energy of this month aligns with the new moon in Sagittarius, which is all about looking at the bigger picture. One of my dear friends, who is a marriage and family therapist, said to me once, let's look at a macro view of this instead of a micro view. We were talking about a very impactful decision I was about to make. I was about to leave my high-earning six-figure job to become an entrepreneur. All I could do was look at what was in front of me, the loss of my income. It was so scary, so daunting, and I felt as though I had no previous experience to draw upon to help me integrate the fear I was feeling. Once I zoomed out 
as my friend suggested, I realized just how many crossover skills I had to run a business. I also had many entrepreneurs in my family to lean upon and gain wisdom from. So when you're looking at the bigger picture this month, perhaps you might need to zoom out and look at the macro view to truly be able to see the paths the universe is opening up for you or the doors that are purposefully being closed to move you down a different path. Trust in what you're being given and shown. Sovereign's front cover feature article is written by Anne-Marie Sophia. Anne-Marie is a quantum energy healer, divine feminine mentor, and spiritual guide. Anne-Marie's mission is in devotion to the highest divine light. As a wife and mother to two teenage boys, Anne-Marie's work is grounded and heart-centered and is of the highest integrity. Anne-Marie works with your highest self and spiritual team to facilitate the healing that you require. This can include releasing density from your body, upgrading your DNA, balancing and aligning your energy centers, and activating your spiritual gifts. The Bigger Picture, A Journey of Remembering by Anne-Marie Sophia. Rewind. 20 years ago, I was working in a corporate job after completing a Bachelor of Business with a postgraduate in Human Resource Management. Knowing in my heart that there was more to life than the nine-to-five grind and hustle, I would later embark on a healing journey that involved releasing layers of conditioning. This would pivot me into setting up an online eco-friendly product business, a dog walking business, and eventually a quantum healing and education business. The healing journey was not always a pleasant one. However, and I have encountered many dark nights of the soul. Shadow aspects of myself presented themselves for my healing, having come through the other side and ultimately knowing this is an ongoing journey, I am so passionate about helping others on their spiritual awakening. I want to support others through guidance, loving support, and sharing the tools and techniques that worked for me. Zooming out. The bigger picture of my life, now at 46 years of age, it is clear to me why my life path was the way it was. For most of my life, I wondered what my actual purpose is in this lifetime, and I've only just discovered more recently after finally gaining clarity. The very beginning of my life was an indicator of what was to come. I was in utero when my mom split from her partner, my biological dad, and the emotions running through her at the time were also the start of my journey of transmuting dense energy. I know now that I am here to transmute dense energy and to show others how to do the same. Starting this journey in my mom's womb while she was traumatized by a series of events, including a very difficult birth, came as no surprise. I was born in Ireland and spent many a weekend with my mom's parents before emigrating to Australia in 1988 with my mom, stepdad, half-brother, and half-sister. My grandparents were incredibly nurturing, and their presence in the first 11 years of my life was so positive. My nana taught me so much about the world, particularly the old ways and its traditions. 
It was my Nana that instilled my affinity with nature, animals, energy, and the living ecosystem. Later in life, after the birth of my boys, I would start an online store selling eco-friendly products. This business was a great money earner, but more importantly for me, it was a means of staying home with my two young boys, who are now in their teens and of whom I am immensely proud. My upbringing. What I experienced made me want to ensure that I was always present for my boys. There were situations and events that I endured that were so traumatizing for me as a child. I buried them deep, only to uncover them years later when they surfaced for healing. In retrospect, the path I chose before incarnating onto this earth plane was paved to knock my sacral and root chakra out of balance. I've since learned that one in three women have been interfered with in some form at a young age. Having my back broken in the sacral region by someone close to me compounded the sacral and root chakra damage. I've been told that this is the priestess path. Numerologically, I'm a life path 11, which has provided me a clue to this path and the bigger picture of my life. Quantum energy healing was always going to come into my field. It is what I have done in many lifetimes prior to this one. The series of life events, both positive and negative, were the catalyst for me remembering these gifts in this lifetime. Raised a Roman Catholic in this life, many people in my upbringing shunned this type of work. I hold no judgment or blame as I know their role in this lifetime, rejecting me or projecting on me, was to show me duality so that I could decide for myself which path I would choose. My true lineage. I eventually chose the path of my true lineage, the healer and the rose priestess, and I have never looked back. The esoteric world resonates so deeply for me, and I absolutely love helping people and sharing my knowledge of energy healing and sharing the history of the divine feminine. It took me a while to get to this place of peace with it. There are many dark nights of the soul, and there may be more as the healing journey is continuous. However, I do feel like I've gotten past the hardest part of this journey, which was to slow down, tune in, and embrace my true nature. This sometimes harrowing journey now has me so passionate to help others through their spiritual awakening. Mother Earth is currently ascending, and we have the choice to ascend with her to this new Earth frequency, a higher dimensional reality which consists of unity, consciousness, and sovereignty, as opposed to the 3D false matrix reality which resides in fear and duality. Embracing My Soul Blueprint Once I embraced my lineage and original soul blueprint as a healer, activator, and channel for the divine, life has gotten much easier. By acknowledging and healing dense aspects of myself and allowing more light into my body, I was able to embody more of my higher self. It was when I allowed my higher self to guide my daily actions that I felt whole again and on a soul level I was so much happier. 
In my 20s, there was a pivotal moment for me after breaking up with a longtime boyfriend. To cope with the loss and the surge of emotions, I went down the path of pharmaceutical medication. In hindsight, I would never do that again, but I take full responsibility for choosing this path. However, if I'm honest, I wasn't given many other options. Back then, I hadn't heard of breath work, somatic healing, or any natural healing modalities. For 16 years, I was on a combination of pharmaceutical medications, and I was not coping well. Thankfully, I was able to stop taking them during both of my boys' pregnancies. Interestingly, my gynecologist advised me that my natural body chemistry during pregnancy would be restored, and it was. I was extremely at peace during my pregnancies and very happy. After breastfeeding each time, however, I would return to the medications, thinking I needed them. I didn't realize the universe was gifting me the chance to see that I didn't actually need them. After 16 years, I called it quits and weaned myself off of them. I have now been free of all pharmaceutical medications for many years, and I feel so much better. Side note, please always wean yourself off any medications slowly and seek the help of a healthcare professional. End note. It took me two years to come off all medications. Once they were finally out of my system, my brain fog cleared My pineal gland was activated, and I had many gifts come back online. Additionally, gifts and abilities that I suppressed as a young girl because of negative feedback that had me hide my true self also came back online. My young self hid her gifts and true personality for decades, and the medication turned them completely off. It was soul-destroying. As a young girl, growing up with unhealed caretakers, I people-pleased to fit in and to keep the peace. When I got to the legal drinking age, alcohol and cigarettes became my go-to to numb any feelings of not fitting in. My 20s were a time of massive partying and numbing my true self. On the surface, I may have seemed happy. However, on a soul level, I was crying out for help. I wore this mask for a long time. Looking at the bigger picture, I can see that my journey was always leading me back to my true nature, a healer, a channel for the divine, and an activator for the new earth. The terms lightworker, starseed, volunteer, earth angel, witch, priestess of the rose, medicine woman, and time traveler were revealed to me over the last few years, which I now fully accept and embrace. Having these frequencies meant life has not always been easy living on this earth plane of duality and density. I really lost a lot of the time and always felt so different. I have been able to see through the veil and notice when things have not been as they would seem. I know now that my frequency has been different for a reason, and that is why I am here now as earth ascends into the golden age. My frequency, along with other lightworkers, and you, dear reader, are most probably one also if you are reading this article, is here to anchor higher frequencies into Mother Earth and assist humanity in raising their frequency also. I am so grateful for the unseen support and protection from the other side of the veil. My higher self and spirit team 
have always ensured that I have been supported. I have always had soul family surround me and have been provided for in every way. Regardless of this support, I still had to learn many lessons that were super uncomfortable at times. These lessons were to assist me in remembering who I was and my purpose on earth at this time. Inspiration and intuition. Two of my greatest gifts of my life came in 2006 and 2008 with the births of my beautiful boys. They give me so much joy and purpose. Being a mom allowed me time to slow down. I still had the hustle programming in the back of my head, which I've managed to shake off more recently. I attribute all my business ventures to my boys. They have inspired me so much. And now with my current quantum energy healing and education business, it is also clear that they are here to help me. Nowadays, when making big decisions, I tune into my intuition. I believe one of my specific purposes in this life is to remind people of their sovereignty and to show them how to reconnect to their higher selves and anchor their beautiful soul frequency into Mother Earth. All of us residing on Earth at present are powerful souls, here to remember and act on this remembrance. Remembering our soul's essence. We as a species have forgotten that we are infinite beings, that we hold the power to live a life of joy, love, abundance, harmony, and prosperity. We can have it all. However, our programming from a young age still has some of us addicted to pain, fear, and suffering. The good news is that we have the ability to transmute a lot of this pain, suffering, and fear through healing work. When we do this, we heal ourselves, we heal each other, and ultimately we heal Mother Earth. As she is us and we are her, there is no separation except that which resides in our minds. Our ego mind has done its job of keeping us small to keep us safe. However, it is now safe. In this golden age that we are entering as heart-centered beings to bring in our soul's essence fully. Did you know you could be featured in our global women's magazine? Share your story on our global platform and be part of our community of women who have a passion for visibility, inclusivity, and connection. Go to www.sovereign-magazine.com backslash get dash featured to learn more. Our monthly soul empowerment article is written by Patty Oliver, Akashic Records. You can think of your Akashic record as an energetic database. It stores all of the information about your soul, including your gifts, attributes, and chosen life experiences. It also holds your karma, which is the energy of choices made in past lives that did not align to you or serve your soul growth. 
and is in need of being balanced out through new empowered action. Your Akashic record can be accessed intuitively for insight, guidance, karma clearing, and manifesting your highest potential. Dear Patty, how can my Akashic record help me with manifesting? Sincerely, Sovereign Magazine Reader. Let's first divine what it means to manifest, which essentially means to create something tangible by using positive thoughts, beliefs, and visualizations to attract it into your reality. Some common methods for manifesting include journaling, get clear on your goal and write about it multiple times daily, vision boards, gather photos and images to help you visualize what your life will be like with your desired outcome, positive affirmations, recite phrases that include your desired outcome to reinforce your beliefs, practice gratitude, Being grateful for what you already have can help you attract more of the same into your life. Take inspired action. To bring about any kind of result, action is always required. Manifesting is not a sit and hope activity. But here's the problem. Say you're trying to manifest the ideal romantic partner, yet you still have abandonment or jealousy issues that have sabotaged your recent relationships. Pretending those issues don't exist and simply wishing for that perfect partner to materialize will only cause you to attract the same kind of relationship, regardless of how much you visualize it being otherwise. That is because you cannot run from your karma, which are choices you make that don't serve you and keep you in negative patterns until you empower yourself to choose differently. This is one of the many laws of karma that cannot be any other way. This is why I say that your Akashic record is an essential part of the manifesting process because it holds all the information you need to help you overcome your karma and live in alignment with your soul's design. Curious to know more about what karma is, what it teaches you, and why it's so important to the manifesting process? I've created an easy and affordable way in my new course, Manifesting Beyond the Law of Attraction, Karma and Universal Law. You'll come away with an overview of all 12 universal laws at work in your life, along with the 12 laws of karma and how to leverage them all to make the shifts you need to become a more powerful manifester. Your Akashic record can also help you understand the root cause of any limiting beliefs you hold. Maybe your past attempts at manifesting that perfect partner have failed because deep down, you simply don't believe you are worthy and deserving of love, regardless of how much you journal or recite affirmations. Your record will give you objective soul level information on why those beliefs were created and new action you can take to release them. While it will take time to work on your karma and extend the timeline of achieving your desired outcome, it will be well worth the time and effort you put into it. This is because when you clear your karma, you change your energy and raise your vibration. And it's your new vibration that will dictate who and what can flow into your space through the law of attraction. If you'd like to go deeper with your Akashic record, please reach out to Patty 
at patty at pattyoliver.com. Our next article is written by Kelly Sattel. Kelly Sattel is co-founder of Yoga for Life, PDX, and an integrative healing facilitator supporting people to find resolution and calm along their healing journey and through family constellation, spiritual mentoring, and energy work. I Am the Beast by Kelly Sattel. When I was about seven years old, I remember excitedly coming back into the house after playing in the yard, having created a very special gift for my mother. Mom, mom, look at what I made for you, I called out, so proud of my offering. I had been in our backyard collecting stones and rocks and writing inspirational messages on them with my rainbow-colored sidewalk chalk. As I handed her the rock I'd made for her, she laughed out loud. My innocent spirit instantly recognized that her laugh was neither in alignment with how I hoped she would respond, nor the intention of my gift. Nevertheless, I continued my excitement and told her that Barry, my neighbor friend, and I had grand visions to write uplifting quotes, inspirational phrases, and motivational encouragements on rocks and give them out to neighbors, schoolmates, and family. I was in no way a gifted artist, so neither the handwriting nor the rock were the highlight of this creation. To me, it was the inspirational message I had so innocently and devotedly written on the rock that was most important. I am the beast. Over the years, my family and I have had well-intentioned laughs at my seven-year-old spelling, mistakenly writing, beast for best. The bigger picture was that my heart had a pure intention to tell everyone that they were special via these rocks and messages. I wanted to create something that inspired people, made them smile, and reminded them of the beauty of life. When I was young, I remember feeling so uplifted and passionate about giving these reminders to others. And yet, My pure-hearted innocence was also influenced by the level of my first-grade spelling capabilities. I felt ashamed for not being smarter and more grown-up, and I felt reduced to a lower level because of a technicality. So what resulted? My grand vision of inspirational rocks was drowned out by the humiliation of grown-up laughter. By simply allowing that extra A to get in between me and realizing my intention— I withdrew from what my heart longed to create. This endearing incident has served as a lesson in my life and now reminds me that there is a purity and a holism in our heart's intention, our own bigger picture. And knowing that our heart's intention is our bigger picture, it inspires me to ask myself the questions. Where am I suppressing my heart's desires in favor of mere technicalities? What would it take for me to courageously leap over conventions and formalities so that I can pursue my heart's intention? Perhaps these questions also resonate for you. And if they do, I would argue that hearing and pursuing your heart's intention is just the thing that makes us all the beast in the best kind of way.
Our next article is written by Gretchen Pfeiffer. Gretchen was born in Belgium and grew up as a mixed-race woman. She has always felt more connected to the Philippines as she is half Filipina and half Belgian. She has an office job as a profession, but has always known she has a bigger role to play in this world. To learn more about her book, Sharing My Light, please see the show notes. The healing journey started with embracing my inner child. I've discovered the importance of embracing my inner child in my journey of healing. Facing my emotions has allowed me to confront past pain and understand the roots of my actions. Opening up to this inner journey has brought clarity to past events and expanded my consciousness. And I realized that meeting others' expectations isn't the essence of my journey. It's about self-discovery and acceptance. Confronting my inner child became crucial after my mother left my father, which revealed the deep sense of brokenness within me. Engaging in inner work made me acknowledge and release that wounded version of myself. A significant moment occurred when I stumbled upon a podcast featuring coach Nadia Khan and Nayla Nazer. Their discussions on trauma struck a chord with my own experiences and prompted me to address my attachment issues. I understood my clingy behavior and worked towards healing it by recognizing the impact of generational trauma. I was also able to reinterpret friendships, separating my trauma-driven reactions from reality. Sadia Khan's insights resonated deeply and offered solutions for healthier relationships. Her wisdom emphasized the importance of consistent emotional connections and led me to approach relationships with understanding and patience. Their message triggered an emotional release and marked a breakthrough in my healing journey. It taught me the significance of self-love, which is a lesson crucial for future parenting. Reflecting on this, I reached out to Nyla Nazer to share my insights, and we had a meaningful conversation. Amidst this journey, I also reconnected with a friend, Gina. I appreciated her open communication and genuine energy. This experience emphasized the value of accepting others as they are and embracing open communication, which helped me relieve past fears of abandonment. A transformative clearing session with Cindy Brown also revealed deep-seated beliefs hindering my process. Addressing unresolved anger, feelings of inadequacy, and the need for control, Cindy guided me toward emotional healing. She provided clear statements aligning with my needs and fostering a path to personal growth and empowerment. In this profound process, I've learned that true transformation occurs when we confront our emotions and step out of our comfort zones to meet our inner child. Every encounter, whether through a podcast, a clearing session, or a conversation with a friend, has been a stepping stone towards self-discovery and healing for me. I am grateful for these experiences because they are shaping a future where I can love myself and others authentically, free from the constraints of past trauma. Our monthly Moon Musings article is written by Miranda Murphy-Gall, Sovereign's Moon Mentor. 
December Moon Musings We all have our blind spots, especially when it comes to things which personally affect us. Isn't it always a little bit easier to offer advice to others than to solve our own problems? That's because when an issue is at a distance from us and we aren't affected by it on a daily basis, solutions naturally come to mind. When we're in the thick of painful or difficult circumstances, it can affect us on emotional, mental or physical levels. We may feel anxious or depressed and our sleep can be affected. We could even develop pains in our bodies like stress headaches or tension in our shoulders. Those experiences are independently bewildering, let alone having to figure out a complex life situation while under their influence. It is essential at times to hone in on the details of challenge that we want to overcome. However, if we are overwhelmed or if everything in our lives feels messy, it can be wiser to pan out and get some distance from our issues. Our theme this month is focusing on the bigger picture, and fortunately our new and full moons are going to help us tune into this strategy, helping us find actionable ways to see the whole forest rather than just an individual tree. On December 12th, the new moon will fall in the sign of Sagittarius. New moons indicate a time of withdrawal inward, of self-reflection and of seeding intentions that we wish to nourish and grow. Sagittarius is symbolised by the archetype of the archer, whose aim and arrow are far-reaching. This is the sign most associated with the big picture. To align with the energy of the new moon, we need to go within and look for a broader perspective. We should also bear in mind that this particular lunation is having a slightly challenging aspect with the planet Neptune, which may create murkiness, confusion, or truth that is difficult to discern. This means that we have to be especially gentle with ourselves until the fog clears. So how on earth are you going to focus on the bigger picture when you have to go within? especially when what you find there may not be clear. The answer is to spend some time this new moon deciding what you actually want and look ahead to a time when the issues you're currently facing are not so upfront in your life. Instead of trying to discern or figure out what to do, focus on your goals and aspirations. Sagittarius invites us to expand and think big, but because of the Neptune influence, we also want to stay flexible to how we might get there, journaling inspiration for the new moon. For this exercise, consider the following prompts with a broad view and imagine yourself in five, 10 and 20 years from now. Perhaps divide your page into three columns for each time period and fill in your answers to create a wide-angle lens of your desired future. 1. Write a list of accomplishments you'd like to have achieved. 2. Where will you be living? 3. Who would you like to be in your life? 4. Where will you have travelled? 5. 
what challenges have dissolved and been let go. Be sure to check back on your journaling the day after the new moon and see if anything has changed after the Neptune square has passed and update your notes accordingly. This journaling can be done independently or in combination with your Moon Mondays audio new moon ritual available through Sovereign Magazine on all podcast platforms. On December 26th, the full moon will fall in the sign of Cancer. Full moons are big energy, and the moment in the lunar cycle where we have access to the larger view, both literally and figuratively. We also want to contemplate what we might want to shed and release over the next phases of the moon's waning illumination. Cancer is the sign of home and family relations, as well as of our inner emotional landscape. This full moon's placement, combined with a beneficial aspect with the planet Saturn, means the energy is primed for you to create time and space to be alone, and really investigate, uncover, and go deep into your emotions. Your journaling at the new moon will have prepared you for the clarity this full moon provides and show you how to take action toward those goals. You'll begin to understand how and what may be holding you back from achieving them. The Cancerian energy of our roots and our emotions provides access to a broader perspective on ancestral patterns that haven't been serving you and which need to be shed. At this full moon, you may finally see the wider context of emotional habits which were passed down to you and are keeping you stuck. With greater awareness, we can take the steps we need to change and to begin to pave a way forward to grander visions of who we want to be. Journaling Inspiration for the Full Moon This exercise is best completed after your new moon journaling to set your future goals. You are invited to create space and time for yourself to answer these questions and to feel deeply into your emotions for guidance. One, which negative emotions often arise when you can't see a way forward or feel stuck in your life? Two, Identify and name those emotions. Notice where they live in your physical body and describe what they feel like. 3. Reflect on whether you have allowed these emotions to hold you back during challenging times in the past or in your childhood. 4. If you are not constrained by these emotions, how might you step forward toward your goals? Five, name three concrete actions you can take to step toward your goals when you feel those emotions arising in the future. Remember, you will also receive a full moon audio guided ritual to assist you in this work in your Moon Mondays email, available on all podcast platforms the Monday prior to the full moon. I look forward to connecting with you all 
Cyclical Living by Miranda Murphy Gall. Cyclical Living, New Year's Eve. No matter where you are in the world, the end of the calendar year is cause for celebration. I remember what a rite of passage it was in my youth to be able to stay up and see the new year in at midnight. The turn of the calendar from December to January affects us all, whether we like it or not. We'll have to get used to writing 2024, and we'll likely exclaim to all who listen how we can't believe how this year has flown. It is tradition for many of us to write New Year's resolutions, which we may see through, but most likely we'll abandon sometime in late January. Here is a ritual that I've been doing for myself for the last several years on December 31st. It doesn't hold you to account to a lofty goal, and it doesn't require staying up until midnight. All you need is a pen, some paper, and an envelope, and a little time to reflect and imagine. Part 1. Gratitude for 2023. The first part of this ritual is to write a list of things you are grateful for, which happened this year. I like to fill the entire page with things I'm thankful for, whether big or small. Some of the things I'm grateful for are broad and others are more specific. Everything I'm grateful for belongs here. Some years it's harder to find things to be appreciative of, and other years the page seems to fill itself with no effort. It doesn't matter which, it just matters that you feel that sense of gratitude. Part two, wishes and intentions for 2024. You can use the reverse side of your gratitude list or a separate piece of paper for this part. Here's where you write down all that you would like to see happen in the year ahead. Some of these might be intentions that you are setting which require action. Others might just be what you wish for and desire for the new year. You can make these wishes and intentions really wild and imaginative, or they can be more practical and solution-based. This really is just for you, so make it fun and make it joyful. If you don't expect a miracle, how can one ever manifest? Part three, the envelope. Once you are complete with your gratitudes for the year that has passed and filled at least one page full of wishes and intentions for the year to come, it is time to put them in your envelope. This part is just as important as the rest. Once your pages are inside of your envelope, seal it up and write on the front of it in large letters. Your name, followed by open on December 31st, 2024. Then put the envelope somewhere safe that will be memorable. Perhaps even make a note of where you put it so you don't forget. Part four, New Year's Eve 2024. The final part of the ritual is done in one year to the day. On December 31st, 2024, you will find your envelope, open it, and read it back to yourself. You can see how many of your wishes and intentions came true and which ones haven't yet manifested themselves. Then it's time to repeat the process. It really is fun to open up an envelope addressed to yourself each New Year's Eve. And it's fascinating to see what has come to pass, what things you are still grateful for, which things have now been let go of, and what you want to carry forward into the next year. 
and what new things you will choose to wish for and create intentions around for 2025. I've been doing this ritual for several years now, and I always enjoy taking a little time to create this small gift for myself to receive at the close of each year. I hope you will enjoy it too. Happy New Year to you all. The next article was written by myself, Ilea Dorsey Angaza. I am a certified herbalist and energy healer, a mother and a student and curator of sacred wisdom. Resonate with winter. Welcome to Resonate With, where we are journeying through the energies of the seasons together. In the Northern Hemisphere, we are approaching late fall as I write this. The days are growing shorter as the sun seems to set just a touch earlier each evening, shifting when the light enters and exits our days. The temperatures are oscillating between very warm and those crisp cool fall temps so many love and associate with scarves, cozy sweaters, and pumpkin spice. The energy of this time of year is laden with transition, letting go, and grief, as well as the abundance of harvesting what we grew in summer. In late fall, we really begin to feel the pull of winter's energy. When we lived more dependent on the earth's rhythms, this time of year would be marked with canning, preparing nourishing foods, and collecting firewood and supplies for the winter months ahead. In our modern culture, many of us are likely to feel this mainly by looking forward to and planning for the coming holiday season. Winter brings us so much, even as some of us might dread the cold weather or the busyness of the holidays. Winter invites us to slow down, turn inward, and nourish our bodies with extra rest, warm drinks, and rich, nutritionally dense foods. The letting go and deep transition of fall is an opportunity to come more fully into our bodies and hearts in the winter. If we say yes to this invitation, we are able to find some stillness and some longer and deeper sleep in the darker months ahead. Our bodies, minds, and soul are given a chance to recover, process, and integrate the year behind us. All that we let go of creates spaciousness in our minds, hearts, bodies, and lives. That space can feel like emptiness, and if we aren't paying attention, the pull of our busy society may cause us to fill it back up rather quickly with the activity and consumption that comes with our holiday seasons. But if we can pause and tune into what we might be craving within this space, we can find an invitation to sit with the stillness. Winter is a sensitive time that calls us inward to ourselves. The earth is resting, quiet, and has drawn deep into herself and her roots. Trees and plants survive winter because they withdraw. This rest, nourishment, and inwardness prepares both the earth and ourselves for the coming spring. This is a time to seek inner warmth through extra rest, warming teas and foods, as well as coziness and quality time with loved ones. Herbal allies for winter include the mints, as they are warming and good for the respiratory and digestive systems. Warming plants such as ginger, cinnamon, and peppers will give our immune system extra support because they warm our bodies from the inside out. 
I especially love both black and rooibos chai during this time of year. To sweeten your tea and add vitamin C for immunity, rose hips and dried citrus peels, lemon and orange, are lovely to add to any tea blend. Nettles, oat straw, and miso add extra nutrition to bone and vegetable broths. I can sense my own heart longing for more sleep, movie nights snuggled up with my kids, and cacao and taro by the fire. I love the glow of holiday lights and candles in our home all winter long. Let yourself feel into your experience right now, and you will know what is needed for you to align. It might be some very small shifts that you can fold into your daily routine. It might be something bigger that will create space for stillness in your life. Whatever it is, I hope you can connect with how life all around you is supporting you during this time. Here are a couple of writing prompts for winter. Grab your journal and pen and just let yourself write. I can feel more space in my life because I let go of. Warmth inside me feels like. Stillness feels like. My favorite winter memory or tradition or ritual is. Find a recipe for a warming tea blend in December's article of Sovereign Magazine or in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Sovereign Audio Magazine today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did creating it for you. It would mean the world to us if you would review, like, share, and subscribe, as this builds community, which is one of Sovereign's core values. We are always looking for incredible women to feature in our magazine. Go to www. Sovereign-Magazine.com to learn more about how you can be featured in our global magazine. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on socials at The Sovereign Magazine. Sending love.